This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Now it's time for our regular sports uh, segment, Game of Two Halves, where host the sports uh, podcasters uh, from The Straits Times every Monday. Well, I'm Bernard Lim, and with me are sports correspondent uh, Sazali Abdulaziz and sports reporter Diko Chia. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, Bennett. Yeah, nice to be on. Last five days have proven dramatic in the world of sports with many major leagues in the world suspending the competitions. In essence, the sporting world is in meltdown at all because of a tiny virus. So, Zali, tell us what's been happening over the past few days in the international sports. Yeah, it's uh, certainly been a, a very um, eventful last five days. In particular, um, a 72-hour stretch uh, from you know Thursday, Singapore time, uh, to Friday night, you know, I think it, it started uh, with uh, the suspension of the NBA uh, just before tip-off uh, of the game between Oklahoma City and, and Utah Jazz uh, because of one player who is now famous the world over, Rudy Gober, mm-hmm. for, for touching the microphones of the reporters uh, after his uh, press conference and then he later uh, was found to, to have tested positive uh, for COVID-19. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, soon after that, um, it, it was, uh, it, you know, all the, the American leagues uh, fell like dominoes, you know, uh, the NHL, uh, Major League Soccer, Major League Baseball. Um, and uh, then, you know, later in the day on Friday in, in Singapore time, we, 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 we saw the cancellation of the Australian GP, also at the last minute. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, obviously, um, the Grand Prix is, is a, a huge thing with, you know, obviously uh, teams from all over the world, fans from all over the world coming around, uh, traveling to, to watch the, the, the races. And, and it was a major decision to, for, for them to, to cancel. And, and just a few hours later, they, they decided uh, to also can the Bahrain Grand Prix and the, uh, and the Vietnam one. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the Dutch and the Spain uh, Grand Prix are, are also uh, in danger of being canned. Mm. And... Um, you know, they, I guess the, the news, uh, the, the so-called biggest news was safe for us uh, when the EPL announced uh, that it would uh, suspend the league until April at least, um, you know, to, to, to try and, and see what they can do to, to cope uh, with the COVID-19 after Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta and, uh, and uh, you know, um, Callum Hudson-Odoi of Chelsea mm. uh, were tested positive. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, it was... Um, you know, one after another, you know, like dominoes, as I said, you know, and, and you know, it, it was something that, that proved unavoidable in the end. Absolutely. Well, obviously, we're, we're witnessing a, a historical moment here, uh, guys. I mean, what, what does it really mean uh, for these uh, major sports leagues? I mean, a sudden interruption, a sudden stop, what does it all mean? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, the, the thing with, with, with a lot of the sports events in the US and Europe, um, it reflects, uh, a bit, uh, you know, what their governments were doing because it seemed like the West weren't taking the coronavirus uh, that seriously until it started spreading uh, uncontrollably uh, within their population. And, and, you know, that's why the leaks uh, took action so late. Um, you know, like you mentioned, you know, it's, it's unprecedented. We, we've never had this situation before. The, 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 the leaks have never had to deal with such a, a situation before. So they're still grappling. They, they, they don't know exactly what to do. Some... Um, leagues have, like I said, uh, the, the Premier League have decided to, to wait until the international break um, ends on April the 3rd. Uh, the NBA says minimum of 30 days. Uh, some leagues and competitions have said, you know, we'll, we'll wait until May. Uh, I know some marathons have decided to just scrap this year's run because marathons are mass participation races. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've already started looking ahead to 2021. So you know it's 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 just uh, it's just really difficult and you know the, 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 there are some suggestions now uh, that um, you know the season be ended where it is and you know Liverpool be 
uh, the champions, even though mathematically uh, they aren't quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, West Ham uh, Vice Chairman Karen Brady, uh, you know, wrote in her column saying that, uh, you know, the she- season should be declared null and void, you know, which, to be perfectly honest, I think she's just trolling a bit because, <laughs> you know, that's, that's what will get a reaction. I think a lot of the West Ham fans uh, online have, have sort of, uh, uh, you know, discredited her statement and, 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 you know, said that, you know, the season's more or less done. Uh, they, they should just try and finish it. Uh, but still, you know, it, 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 it's really up in the air, you know, what what uh, what will take place from now on. Mm-hmm. Really like a big can of, of worms uh, crawling all out and there are different, different uh, uh, parties are affected. Obviously, the sponsors and obviously the fans. But what about the athletes themselves, uh, Sazali? How, how are they affected by all these uh, interruptions? Yeah, I, I think, you know, when, when you talk about the athletes, when... Uh, we were mentioning that the, the top athletes like Tiger Woods, uh, LeBron James, you know, who gets you know four hundred thousand dollars American dollars uh, per game for you know it, it it won't affect them, you know. But it's more at the, at the lower end of the food chain. Uh, those that sort of um, depend on tournament winnings, be it you know a, a five-figure sum or four-figure sum, uh, just to sort of make do to pay their coaches, pay their accommodations and stuff like that. I think those are the people that um, will struggle. Uh, in this situation and this uncertainty, uh, but generally, I think sport also is is sort of reeling uh, the the business side of sport. Uh, you know, the NBA um, has about 6.4 billion uh, Singapore dollars in 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 media fees, and and the EPL domestically uh, is worth 22 million. So, you know, I I think that's what uh, that's one key reason why the decisions were also taken so late. Uh, but like I said, I think at the end of the day, common sense prevailed, and and you know, the, the health and safety of everyone involved in, in the sports residency was most important. And you mentioned a common sense. I mean, this is just a bit of an off-track here. I mean, uh, Jürgen Klopp, manager of Liverpool, actually posted something very personal to share with all fans, yeah. that this is something that we must do. And sometimes you have to realise that sports is not just it's not just everything, you know. So we've got to take yeah. a break. And, and unfortunately, we have to take a break. You know, that's what it is. Well, Nicole, let's bring, you, let's bring you into the conversation right now, Nicole. The, the virus has triggered some serious restrictions in Singapore sports too. I mean, can yeah, definitely. Can you briefly tell us what are some of these uh, restrictions? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, you know, I mean, the March 13th advisory from the MOH, you know, includes guidelines that said to cancel or defer ticketed events with 250 participants or more. And this obviously includes sporting events, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and um, in line with that, you know, Sport SG over the weekend said it's regulating user access to all its facilities from today. Mm. So this applies to all active SG stadiums, sports halls, gyms, swimming complexes and studios. So very broadly, you know, where possible, these facilities will implement single point of entry to allow for temperature taking and recording of visitor details. And some other key examples are also, you know, access to gyms will be regulated based on the size of these gyms. And if it's full, then queue numbers will be issued, you know, like a super exclusive club or something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And for those who like jogging at stadiums, you know, Uh they'll implement alternate lanes to maintain physical distancing. Oh, goodness. But how do you enforce these? Obviously, there'll be officials to to kind of enforce all these things, right? Uh, Yeah. When you're running in 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 the stadium tracks, for instance. Yep, exactly. So, I mean, it, it all depends on how they're going to enforce it and how responsible the users are as well. Mm-hmm. And, and what has been the impact of some of these uh, guidelines? Or is it too soon to tell? Um, the impact of these guidelines so far, with regard to Sport SG regulating its user access, the, the reactions have been pretty mixed so far. Like, I've spoken to people who welcome the temperature taking because they feel it can, you know, deter people who are unwell from coming into the premises. But... 
you know, because one of the one of the new guidelines involves only making alternate alternate um, badminton courts available in mm-hmm. the indoor sports halls, right? But mm-hmm. one of one of the one of the Singaporeans who who visits this hall every week says, you know, this may be a bit too drastic because the halls are spaced. I mean, the courts are spaced quite widely apart, so. It doesn't. It doesn't really make that much of a difference, mm. you know. And if you implement, say, queue numbers in gyms, or if they're full and you're not allowed to enter because there are certain people who can only work out at c- certain times, you know, they might be deprived of their exercise regimen. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it's really like a can of worms. <laughs> yeah, and as Azali mentioned earlier, you know, mass running events in Singapore have had to be cancelled. Like mm. just this morning, the Income Eco Run was cancelled. Yeah, and the Sandal Marathon, which typically attracts more than 20,000 runners That's was right. also cancelled. Yeah. yeah. So two, two big runs uh, uh, off the calendar right now. So if you like the Straits Times, a game of two halves, you can listen to us live on Money FM 89.3 from about this time every Monday. Or you can subscribe to a hashtag game of two halves on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, or Spotify and like us and give us a rating. Well, back to the second half of our conversation with our ST Sports our podcasters, uh, Sazali and Nicole. Well, Nicole, you reported a major development in the local cycling scene on Friday before the weekend. What was what was that all about? Yep, that's right. So the Singapore Cycling Federation basically announced its most ambitious plans to date. You know, they they're announcing a partnership with Green Edge Cycling, which which manages you know like three professional teams, and they are going to launch this professional cycling initiative here. And the ultimate goals are to win an Asian Games road cycling title and have a Singaporean rider in the Tour de France by 2030. Hmm. <laughs> uh, how does the SCF uh, hope to realise this dream? Oh, Bernard, you laugh, but they actually have a pretty detailed plan. Okay, okay. They have, they have a projected timeline with several big milestones to hit, and uh. these these include, you know, having a Singaporean hopefully race in, race in Europe by next year and, you know, form a continental team by 2023, an Asian Games road race medal by 2026, and then finally an Asian Games title in, in 2030. So, I mean, um, these... Achievement-related milestones aside, there are also things like, you know, so from next year, they're going to start intense racing. And then in 2022, they're going to do, you know, progress into full-time training and racing. And then this is going to continue all the way until 2030. Wow. And is a fraternity excited about it? I mean, what are the athletes uh, saying? I mean, the athletes are understandably all excited at this prospect because this is something that a very interesting interesting prospect, you know, and it's not like the cycling the cycling team hasn't been making progress. You know, in the twenty seventeen Sea Games they, they won track historic track cycling medals and at the recent Sea Games in, in twenty nineteen, you know, we won our, our first um men's road racing medal in in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this uh, this uh, uh, cycling uh, dream, uh, realising the dream of Singapore having a Tour de France team one day? I think it's really exciting, you know, because, mm. I mean, in, in my very short career so far, this mm. is the, the first time that I've seen a sports association unveil such an ambitious plan and provide the steps they are going to take to get there. And then, you know, there are obviously clear markers that, are supposed to indicate whether they are on track, ahead or behind with, with this project. Mm-hmm. Well, it's always good to have a dream, have a plan, and obviously have a detailed uh, breakdown of the plans as well so that you can have no uh, a skeptics kind of uh, uh, pouring cold water over the whole idea. <laughs> no, I think, I think it's always nice. I mean, what do you think personally, Nicole? Do you think this can work? I think it can work, 
but you know you can't predict the future. But so far, what I'm seeing, what what plans they've presented, you know, they, they, they've unveiled and made public, they seem to be very clear to me. And with the progress they've made on, you know, at least at least at the Sea Games level over the last two games, you know, and, and you know earlier when when I said it's Singapore's first men's road race medal in a long time. It's actually the first ever men's road race medal. Wow. So, I mean, that's a that's a positive sign, you know, that they're making progress. They are taking steps. I mean, Im- improvement is slow, but it looks like it's it's happening pretty steadily. Okay. Well, that goes to final whistle for our sports discussion of the week. Really hope you enjoyed listening to us. Uh, thank you very much for your insights, Azali and uh, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks very much. That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.